The following was recorded at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. I'm Marco Werman in Boston, and this is The World, a co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH in Boston. A heinous and cowardly act. President Obama used those words today to describe the double bombings at the finish line of yesterday's Boston Marathon. Three people died from their injuries, including an eight-year-old boy who went out to watch the marathon with his family on the Patriots Day holiday. The FBI is leading the investigation. Special Agent Rick Delorier said this morning the hunt for answers begins in Boston but may not end here. This will be a worldwide investigation. We will take, go where the evidence and the leads take us. We will go to the ends of the earth to identify the subject or subjects who are responsible for this uh, d- uh, despicable crime. And we will do everything we can to bring them to justice. The world's Arun Roth has been following the twists and turns of the investigation as details emerge. Arun, what do we know at this point? Not a lot, Marco. It's frustrating. Still, 24 hours after the blasts, uh, we, the stu- on the two big questions still, who did it and why? Still a total blank. No one has claimed responsibility for it. Uh, we had a big press conference this morning with law enforcement from top down all the way down from federal officials to law enforcement here. And uh, they did reveal that there were only two devices. The reports we'd heard about other devices not being exploded was not true. But in terms of officials speaking on the record, they're giving really very few details, nothing at all, really. And what about unofficial sources? What are they saying? Unofficial. Well, that's what we've been hearing a lot. Apparently what happened, the FBI gave a briefing to congressional figures. And uh, apparently they were told that the device was a pressure cooker bomb. Basically, it was explosives and, you know, ball bearing, shrapnel, put on a pressure cooker and detonated that way. Okay, so we need to be very careful with this next question then. What could that mean if this type of bomb was used? Well, it's interesting because this actually wouldn't be the first time a pressure cooker bomb has been tried to use an attack against the U.S. Uh, you might recall the 2010 attempted bombing of Times Square. That was uh, Faisal Shahzad, who was a member of the Pakistani, who was associated with the Pakistani Taliban. In his van in Times Square, there was a pressure cooker device there. There was also an uh, incident, uh, Jason, uh, Nasser Jason Abdu, who was a U.S. Army private, in Fort Hood, who was planning a big terror attack. He was foiled, but among his possessions, again, was this pressure cooker bomb. Now, it's important to note, again, that this is associated with uh, South Asia, with Pakistan. It's been used in attacks in India and Afghanistan. Our, our forces, our coalition forces in Afghanistan have actually encountered these bombs, but we don't want to draw too much of a smoking gun from that. It's a very popular design. You can go online. It's a very simple bomb design, so it's something anybody could find. And the investigation continues. The world's Arun Ra, thank you very much. WGBH reporter Ibi Caputo is also with me in our studio. She's been making the rounds of Boston hospitals, finding out how doctors and nurses are faring, treating those who were wounded by yesterday's bomb blast. Um, first of all, Ibi, for you, what stands out among the comments coming from Boston hospitals today? You know, I think that the most tragic thing is when the doctor, I talked with this doctor uh, at a press conference, George uh, Valmahas. He's the chief of trauma surger, uh, services at Mass General. And he was saying that, They just they they had to amputate several patients, but they actually just finished off what the blast had done. That people these were lower extremity injuries. The bomb was apparently low to the ground, and it blasted off their legs. And he said that they they just finished off the amputations um, from above the knee. 
So amputations seem like some of the worst injuries uh, in the blast yesterday. W- what is the range, though? What, what, what have doctors been seeing? So, yeah, there's amputations. There's also internal bleeding that some people are suffering from. They lost a lot of blood, those people who are closest to the blasts. Uh, there's also, you know, it runs the whole gamut because the doctor that I mentioned before, he said that the blast, there's several different types of injuries, including the people who got thrown against wall or fell to the ground. So it's everything from scrapes to those very serious wounds and the people are still in critical condition. Mm. Boston hospitals, we have to say, are top-notch. They see many patients. They're busy, though. But this this is different. Describe the scene. Describe what you've seen for the past 24 hours at some of these hospitals. I know it's been hard actually getting in. It's, it's actually been very hard. Security has been tough both last night and today. You know, I cover the hospitals. They're usually you can just walk in, walk out. It's pretty, pretty easy to get access uh, inside. But today and yesterday, you know, they have armed security, either police officers with assault rifles or the Metro SWAT team. They're out there. They're, they're there for visibility. I have to mention, they said there have been no specific threats. They are there just for visibility, but it is very serious looking. WGBH's Ibi Caputo, thank you for the update. Thank you.